Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Yeah, well we continue uh, We've noticed a you folks showing up and so we want to again especially visitors welcome you and uh, welcome all of you to our Ash Wednesday service here tonight. I'm Pastor Nathan, pastor here at Elk River Lutheran. I'm Lisa Sampson, director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministry. Jeremy Holquist, intern pastor. And I'm Taylor Quinn, the director of Music Ministry and Worship. And uh, Ash Wednesday is, as we mentioned, kind of a solemn service where uh, it's a service of repentance and confession. And so we're going to continue with a psalm that carries some of those themes. This is Psalm 51 uh, that Jeremy and I will be uh, leading, uh, leading you in. And we invite you to join in those bold read, in the words in bold. And so we'll read the psalm responsively. And we invite you into that now. We invite you to join us in reading Psalm 51 responsively. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in my inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me in a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your way, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. 
restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your free spirit. We'll continue now with our prayer of the day. And so let us pray together. Almighty and ever-living God, you hate nothing you have made, and you forgive the sins of all who are penitent, creating us new and honest hearts, so that truly repenting of our sin, we may receive from you, the God of all mercy, full pardon and forgiveness through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, as I mentioned earlier, all throughout the season of Lent, we're going to be hearing some poetry from Mary Oliver. Uh, this is a book, Devotions, by Mary Oliver. It's a collection of her poetry. And uh, each week, each service, both for the dinner church services on Wednesday nights, as well as our Lenten services on Sunday mornings, uh, during the season of Lent, we'll hear at least one poem from Mary Oliver. And uh, her poetry speaks a lot about faith and the presence of God as well as creation and nature. And so uh, even if you're someone who's not really into poetry, but you like nature and being out in the wilderness, uh, I think you will find some uh, real beauty in her words. And we're going to hear a first piece of hers, uh, a poem here tonight that uh, Taylor will be reading for us. And so that's what we're going to continue with now. This is the poem Storage by Mary Oliver. When I moved from one house to another, there were many things I had no room for. What does one do? I rented a storage space and filled it. Years passed. Occasionally I went there and looked in, but nothing happened, not a single twinge of the heart. As I grew older, the things I cared about grew fewer but were more important. So one day I undid the lock and called the trash man. He took everything. I felt like the little donkey when his burden is finally lifted. Things, burn them, burn them. Make a beautiful fire. More room in your heart for love for the trees, for the birds who own nothing, the reason they can fly.
And that last Bible verse you saw on the screen is a part of our scripture reading for tonight that I think pairs well with that poem about storage and the things we hold on to as Jesus talks a little bit about uh, those treasures on earth that can sometimes grab hold of our hearts uh, and instead encourages us to build up treasures in heaven. And so we're going to continue with that scripture reading now. Uh, and uh, our reader for tonight is Matt Rotz. Good evening. The reading is from Matthew 6, verses 1 through 6, and 16 through 21. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus commends almsgiving, prayer, and fasting, but emphasizes that spiritual devotion must not be done for show. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure the faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be not seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This ends the reading. And we'll continue now with, uh, with the sermon that kind of ties these uh, things together and uh, brings our uh, reflections on our relationship with God and people and stuff uh, all together, I hope. That was my goal here, anyway. <laughs> Have you ever seen the TV show Storage Wars? It's a reality TV show on the A&E Network where they follow some characters, and they are some real characters, who go to these storage unit auctions. Because you see, when someone abandons a storage unit and they quit paying the monthly fee to keep it, the storage unit company is allowed to come in and auction off the contents. And the way they do that is they hold an auction where they cut the lock, they throw open the storage unit door, and the interested parties who might want to bid have the opportunity to walk by and look at the contents of the storage unit. You can't touch anything, you can't go in and dig through to see what's all in there. You just get this one peek, and that's what makes it a really interesting show, is because there's always a little bit of a gamble to see if you get a unit full of prized treasures 
or just a bunch of junk and like literal trash. It makes for a really exciting show. When I watch this show, what always gets to me is the fact that at some point, someone cared enough about all of that stuff to go to the storage facility, to fill out all the paperwork, to move all of this stuff into the unit, and then to make monthly payments for who knows how long to keep that stuff safe and secure. And then something changed. You know, I've known people, and maybe you have too, who put stuff into storage units for months, and then those months turn to years, and then ultimately those monthly payments have turned into thousands and thousands of dollars only for the person to die or to move and finally for them or their kids or someone to go through the stuff and end up throwing most of it away. I don't have a storage unit, but that doesn't mean that I'm not storing way more stuff than I need in closets and drawers and a storage room that it is an absolute disaster and kind of an embarrassment, in fact. You know, what's up with this for us? In our gospel reading for tonight, Jesus talks about the power that money and stuff can have on our hearts. Well, Ash Wednesday is a day when we acknowledge our own mortality, the fact that we will die. And so as we enter this season of Lent, it's a time to reflect on our relationship with God, our relationship with the people in our lives, and yes, even our relationship to stuff. So let's all take a deep breath. This is a lot to unpack. Our gospel reading for today is a part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which is a sermon that he gave on a mount a mountain, right? And he wraps it up like this. He says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus gets us. As people, we are capable of such amazing things, so much kindness and generosity. And then in the next moment, we're also capable of such selfishness and greed. It's why we fill storage units to fill our homes to overflowing with stuff. There's a brokenness in us that runs deep. And that's why we need Jesus's love and forgiveness. And thanks be to God, we have it. But Jesus also says, you can do better, folks. And doing better starts with doing some self-examination and taking some action. For thousands of years, Christians have taken some of these main points of this section of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and they've applied them as practices to embrace during the season of Lent. Here they are. To give alms, giving to people in need or organizations doing good to help people. To pray, talking to and listening to God. And to fast, to intentionally go without food for a period or to go without other needs or desires. Give alms, pray, fast. Tonight's gospel reading is always read on Ash Wednesday as an encouragement for us to embrace those three practices during Lent. And because it's Ash Wednesday and it's a somber service reflecting on our death, I feel like we don't usually 
dwell enough on how much humor Jesus is using in this sermon. Like, it's pretty funny the way he talks about how our hearts can so easily be distracted and lured away from what's important, right? He says, you know, give alms, give to the poor, but when you do, don't blow a trumpet. I mean, can you imagine giving to someone who is in need and then pulling out a trumpet and blowing and making a big show out of it? Like, that's funny, folks. Jesus says to pray, but like, don't go out on the street corner, right? I mean, I'm not supposed to be out on the corner of Jackson and Maine making a big show of praying and saying, Dear God, I am awesome, aren't I? Are you all seeing this? You all seeing this? Like, that that's not the idea. Jesus says to fast, make yourself to go without food or without some of these things that you really want or need for a time so you can see how God provides for you. But if you're doing that, don't exaggerate how much you're giving up. Or, you know, he uses the example of disfiguring your face and just making such a big show out of how much you're giving up. That misses the point. These practices are good things to do. The practices are not the problem. They're good. But Jesus warns us that our intentions, our selfish motivations in doing some of these things can be problematic because we miss the point of doing these faith practices. Likewise, stuff isn't bad. If you have a storage unit or a closet that's packed with treasures, I don't think Jesus is condemning you. It's not a condemnation, but a warning. That stuff and money and the desire for these things, those things can distract us from what's really of value, the treasures in heaven. These practices are meant to force us to look inside of our hearts and to look beyond ourselves. And in doing so, we can catch a glimpse of the kingdom of God that Jesus desires for us. So this Ash Wednesday, we pause and we examine our hearts. We remember that we are dust and to dust we shall return. I've done a lot of funerals as a pastor and yet I've never seen this, right? A hearse pulling a U-Haul. It's a crazy, absurd thing to see. And yet, more often than I'd like to admit, I make decisions that put my own selfish desires and stuff these treasures on earth ahead of the treasures in heaven that Jesus wants me to pay attention to. Jesus doesn't just click through a list of what's considered a treasure on earth and what's considered a treasure in heaven, but I think we can build out those lists ourselves when we're being honest with ourselves. You know, tonight we're going to mark our foreheads with a cross of ash and we're going to remind ourselves that one day we'll all die. All of us, each and every one of us. And so what are those treasures in heaven that you know that you'll never regret building up? I'd love for you to share yours tonight. I can name a few of my own. I think about the love of family and friends and time with them. I think about faith and God's grace. Time out in nature, this created world. For you, what are the treasures in heaven that you want to build up this Lenten season? Jesus says that where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Where do you want your heart to be? Share your thoughts in the comments and join us in the conversation because you are the treasure of Jesus' heart, the focus of his love, and he calls you to share that love with every breath you have. <laughs> As Mary Oliver says, things, burn them, burn them, make a beautiful fire, more room in your heart for love, for trees, for the birds who own nothing, reason they can fly. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Yeah, well, it's great for some of you to start seeing, uh, sharing some of your uh, treasures in heaven. Uh, I think I'm kind of curious first, before we even get into the treasures in heaven, uh, what's all your storage situation looking like these days? <laughs> we saw Taylor's uh, basement in the storage video. That's where you were, right, Taylor? Yep. Did you see the mouse scurrying around too? I didn't see him. Uh, Mickey but, was there. I'm curious. This is this is a safe place where you can make confession. Uh, why don't you give a little yup or uh, raise a hand in some way if uh, you are someone who maybe has a little too much stuff uh, in storage, whether that's a storage unit or a storage room or closets or drawers or all of that. Uh, you can go ahead and, and own it. Um, I will lay myself out there first that very much. Uh, I mentioned in the video we have a storage room that is just an absolute mess. I caramba. <laughs> Am I, I the only one? No, I, I walk around the house, I would say, once a week, and I basically go, I feel like my house just threw up. Uh, you know, yes. How many times we clean up? It's always everywhere. My two little boys just love to leave things out all the time. And so for me, it's like, uh, we binged and purged right at the start of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And still, I feel like it's just too much stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to brag. After my divorce, I went from a very large home to a very small townhome. Yeah. And then I've moved since then again. I am so pared down. Yeah. I am streamlined. If I were to go to a bigger house now, I'd have to shop. Yeah. So, but I've, I've done a really good job of condensing and plus I lost both my parents in the last four years and so I've had to deal with their mm -hmm. stuff yeah. oh, sure. and cycling through that makes a big difference when I had younger kids <laughs> I had stuff yeah everywhere. yeah that's the thing like I think when you're you know we don't have kids you know you're after kids uh for me my house stays somewhat tidy but uh I'm not a clean freak by any means we both aren't but I will confess that First, when the pandemic started, we cleaned out our cloak closet. Everything we took out is still out. <laughs> That's completely out. That is totally out. Yeah, so uh, so I may have tidied other things, but other things just kind of got left right. <laughs> by the wayside. I saw someone share a Lenten uh, kind of challenge, like a 40-day challenge that uh, was uh, <laughs> my mom raised both hands. Like, <laughs> That's great. Um, uh, anyway, I saw this Facebook post that was about, about about paring down. It was a 40 day Lenten challenge where you buy a box of 40 trash bags and each day fill one. Not necessarily that you throw all the stuff away. Maybe it's good stuff that you could donate or maybe it's stuff that you would sell, but that you get rid of one bag's worth mm -hmm. each day for 40 days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think there's... There's something to that, and I think that's a part of Jesus' call is to say, you know, how much of you are, are you holding on to here? You know, Marie Kondo, is this bringing you is joy? Bringing you joy? Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. um, yeah, and too often I think the answer is, nope, this isn't joy, but... Uh, but it's mine. But it is. <laughs> I want to keep it really bad. Somebody else put something out there about pairing your wardrobe down to 33 items. That includes shoes, and that's where they lost me, and um, jewelry. <laughs> And sure. so when I, I clothes would be easy, but not shoes and jewelry. Thirty-three items. Thirty-three. I don't That's know. Low, yeah. yeah. I will have to check that out. <laughs> yeah. Because Daryl and I constantly talk about how we need to purge our closets. Because if if there's anything we neglect is as our is our clothes that we don't haven't worn in years. Sure. You know, and why hold on to them for hopes of losing weight? Psha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. So so I yeah. 
we just have to practice what we what we tell each other. You yeah. know. Yeah, so you know it's so funny because we kind of can sit around and laugh about this, and I, I'm hoping other people who are thinking about all the, the stuff that they have that <laughs> they're dealing with, you know, can do so with a little bit of levity because we we see the irony. Like we know what Jesus is saying is true, right? Like don't put all your time and energies and focus into those things that uh, those treasures of the earth that moths can destroy and rust will consume. And yet, you know, we it's so easy to fall into that, and yet. The call is to build up your treasures in heaven. And so what does that mean? And mm-hmm. some of you already jumped in and shared uh, shared some really great kind of examples of treasures in heaven. And uh, I think that's great. Uh, what do you all think of when you think about treasures in heaven? Yeah, I think it's an interesting thing. I actually want to back up one step yeah. too. And I want to say something about, we talk about storage of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There's also the storage of the crap we keep in our own system. Like sure. absolutely grouchiness and bitterness and all this <laughs> stuff. And I feel like often that takes up more space than I want to give it. Oh. Yeah. Because that leads me to wonder about, mm-hmm. you know, when you talk about these treasures in heaven, mm-hmm. I put them against what I've kept in myself. Mm-hmm. And so I have to go, oh man, this is a point of saying, I need to let some of that go yeah. in order for, as the poet said, more room for love. Yeah. Right, this expression of, of what I'm called to be. Oh my gosh. So there's these kind of unique spaces of like, things are one thing. We insulate from other emotions that way. Yeah. But I think we also have this question of this treasure in heaven is something like friendship and kindness and joy and those sort of spaces. I, I, those are the places I cherish. I'm glad you said that. Because it's not just about things. It's what we keep and what we harbor and what we nurture. I... I, there's been a number of times that I've thought about myself, I've thought about others in my life that they're just simply holding on to what they think is precious to them when is what actually is very malignant to them. It's like mm-hmm. holding on to cancer within your body. Mm-hmm. And I, I, Jeremy, I think that is a wonderful, beautiful thing to think about, and especially to begin this Lent season, think about what treasures am I holding inside of myself to get rid of. To open myself up to love and to be loved. And the image of the donkey, you know, having the burden taken off, I think that does work for thinking about the stuff, but thinking about that internal stuff, that works for that too. When you can let go of the resentment and anger and whatever else it is that you're holding on to, that does feel like a burden being lifted off. And it sounds like it would be a lot easier than cleaning out a closet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. But it's hard to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you all know though, when you when you let's say you're in your living room and you're going, Oh my gosh, this is so messy, you know that once you tidy up that space, you feel better. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. you know, all those things are distractions and, and if you can get rid of those, then your brain seems to be less cluttered too. Yeah. And it, yeah. why not your soul? Why wouldn't your soul be that way too? You know? I love the last line of the poem about about the birds to yes. be like the birds uh, who can fly because you know they don't have anything. What, what's the exact line? It's um, this is why we have the book. Yeah, like the birds. Uh, reason For the birds fly. who own nothing, the reason they can fly. Ooh, yeah. Also because their bones are hollow, but yeah. we don't talk about that. <laughs> Bernoulli's effect. Ours are too. Just um, yeah. But I, I love that, that, that imagery of, you know, they don't have anything to hold on to, so they can just take yeah. off and fly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I had a Spanish teacher in high school who, her whole philosophy in life is what legacy are you leaving? 
Like, what's the memory that will be there when you're gone? And for me, this is this treasure in heaven thing. Is mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. there's the the things that I do now and, and kindness and gratitude and all that, but it's what I want to leave when I'm no longer here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, when I am literally dust. And so I think this sense of like, how do I how do I live into that legacy, as much as anything else I can do currently? Like that's a really kind of challenging space too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's, I think it fits, mm-hmm. that notion fits so well for Ash Wednesday, which is a day when we contemplate our own mortality. And, you know, that's been the practice of Ash Wednesday for, for, for centuries, is thinking through, you know, taking this day to begin the season of Lent to reflect on our own mortality. And, you know, we do so not just as like a, an excuse to have a really dour and depressing service, uh, but I think reflecting on, you know, the fact that we will all die one day can shape how we live these days that we have here on this earth and it's a reminder of the eternal life that jesus promises that's when we make the ashes we make them in the sign of the cross the symbol of jesus conquering death for him and for us and so we it all it all comes together in ash wednesday in this reflection on life and death and uh and so i thank you for all all for sharing in this conversation here tonight and uh, we'll continue reflecting on this as we move towards the imposition of ashes here Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.